0: Hey guys, it's your girl Victoria, Lady V. You're here at V Sports for another episode of Fun with F1. Today we have our first guest, Tyler Franz. He's a friend of mine. We went to the University of Miami together. Go Canes. Um, and he's a big F1 fan also. Welcome, Tyler. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. For sure, for sure. Well, we just wrapped up Monza. The Italian Grand Prix was another exciting race. Daniel Ricciardo won his first Grand Prix since Monaco 2018. Tyler, what were some of just your initial reactions seeing this exciting day in F1? Yeah, I think
1: uh, first first impressions. i just really happy for Danny. Um, great to see him back on the on the top step of the podium. It's it was something I wasn't ever sure I would ever see again. Necessarily, see him win a race. You know, he was just struggling so much in that car, and it had been so long um, since his last win that you know I, I knew he was capable of podiums and good results, but um, wasn't really sure we'd ever see this again. So, just really, really happy for him. And um, I think you know, as somebody who, like a lot of other people, got into the sport originally from Drive to Survive, he's obviously one of the most charismatic personalities on there, and mm-hmm. somebody that the show did a good job by kind of highlighting him first. It, having him as kind of the face to draw people in because he's he is so easy to like and uh, so I think I think everybody will be really happy to see him up there and um great take for McLaren obviously as well with with Lando coming up second and, and their, their one-two finish
0: yeah yeah it's great Danny's such a big personality and I'm surprised McLaren's one-two it was the first one-two for any team this season but that was really impressive McLaren was able to do that
1: yeah, it's been interesting. You would have thought that Mercedes or Red Bull would have one. The Mercedes had a ton of them last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, it was it was interesting. And uh, there was one, one particularly cheeky moment on the radio I enjoyed where uh, Lando basically said, hey, is this the best strategy? Yeah. Uh, you know, I need Danny to go
0: faster, <laughs> basically
1: implying he was, he was trying to get him to switch him around, but uh, the team didn't go for it. And they asked him after the race, they said, hey, is that what you were trying to do? And he said, yeah, I was, but... Uh, but he—you could tell on the radio and after the race—he was really excited about his his spot in second too. So I thought that showed a lot of uh, good teamwork and character out of Lando. Where early in the season, there they those they, they were two kind of—it seemed like they weren't clicking as teammates.
0: Mm-hmm. Just reading
1: between the lines in some interviews, so it, it was good to see him just being okay in that second place and being happy for the for the team and his teammates, too. Yeah,
0: yeah, because that is Lando Norris's highest finish in his career. Like, sure he didn't win, but um yeah i think week after week his maturity like impresses me just how he like is so media friendly he's a competitive racer but and i think it's cool he knows his time has come of course he's anxious and wants to be on that top but i don't know he's really impressed me in those ways
1: yeah i i agree he i mean his his race craft is, is there and he's just he's young and like you said his time will come um I think he's got a,
0: a really exciting career ahead of him. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, even just that podium celebration was so fun, like Zach Brown getting up there and all the shoeies, like I don't know. That was just a fun moment for F one. Yeah, it
1: was it was awesome. It was good to see Zach and uh, and Lando get in on the shoey. I'm not sure I would drink out of somebody else's yeah. shoe. Um well
0: oh. own my <laughs> own
1: shoe, but uh, but they were they embraced the moment and, and the, the tradition, so that was uh,
0: that was fun to see, yeah, for sure, for sure. My little brother, his background of his phone is Zach Brown, like just to be something funny and random. It's, he's another like character of the sport that maybe isn't, you know, Toto or Christian Horner. yeah, team. he's
1: been he's done a really good job of kind of taking that team in the last few years and saying, yeah, you know, we can't you don't get back to the top overnight and it's going to take time, um, but they've really put in the effort with the car. And also, just getting the, the right driver lineup in there to to put the team in that position to be successful. And I think um, I think they've done that. I think they'll finish third in the constructors this year. I think Ferrari still has a shot. But um, if I if I had to put, put money on one of them to finish third, I'd, I'd go McLaren just because um, of the form of the formula drivers, especially recently.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even this race, I mean, it's Ferrari's home race in Italy, and Ferrari had a decent had a decent finish with. Carlos and Charles Leclerc, but, yeah, McLaren kind of, this was a statement for them, for sure. It it definitely was. Um, And obviously,
1: the the Lewis and Max crash Mm -hmm. had to happen, and things had to fall in place in order for this to, to, to go the way it did. But having said that, you know, they did really well in qualification, particularly on the sprint race on saturday that put themselves in a position to be here to capitalize on some mistakes from some other teams so full credit to, to mclaren for for giving themselves the best setup that they could and then taking advantage of it once they got the opportunity
0: yeah yeah and we'll talk about lewis and max in a second for sure but do you like the sprint qualifying format
1: <sighs> yeah i go back and forth in it you know um mm. At first my my thought was that it kind of takes away it's kind of gimmicky it takes away from the traditional qualifying format Mm. and to some extent i still think that but then every time i watch a sprint qualification i'm sucked in and i think this is great so um it'll be interesting to see if they continue to do it um it it definitely is another added wrinkle i like that they give out points for it too so it's Mm -hmm. not just for for position um but, um, yeah, so far, if you had to make me say thumbs-up, thumbs-down, I'd, I'd say thumbs-up on the spring qualification. It, it just gives that – it's another, it's a mini-race, right? It's another event to get excited about where you see the drivers going after each other rather than just going around the track um, like they do in practice and quality. So, um, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it so far.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's fun to have a little mini-race. And even this week, like, seeing Valtteri Votas, you know, win and have that moment after he – you know, is leaving Mercedes for Alfa Romeo, and you can tell he's just trying to finish strong, and he had that moment to kind of be happy and celebrate, and then he was on the podium the next day, too, so that was a good moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and I'm really happy for him. He's he's had a string of kind of good results recently, and I've been somebody who's been kind of critical on him for the past couple of years. I thought mm-hmm. they should have switched George into i next seat last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and what really sold me on that was when George filled in for for Lewis last mm-hmm. year and was in a car that was too small for him, mm-hmm. was in shoes that didn't fit him, and he still he still, <laughs> still outperformed Buttoncock other than the. Shenanigans at the end of the race that mm-hmm. resulted in uh, Mercedes kind of blowing that race, which they don't often do. But mm-hmm. I thought this guy's never been in this car before, and he still does better. Mm-hmm. He's probably the, the driver of the future. But um, having said that, I think Bottas is still a great driver. I hope he has a has a good career at, at Alpha, and uh, um, it's good that he's he's going off on a on a strong note and taking advantage of his uh, remaining opportunities with Mercedes.
0: For sure, for sure. And then, yeah, I mean, obviously, another big headline. Of course, the day was about Daniel, and, but Lewis and Max, that rivalry is so fierce. And, you know, Max did get a three-grid penalty for the next race. You know, the FIA ruled that maybe he should have slipped out of the corner as Lewis was ahead. But, um, you know, what kind of were your thoughts watching that and just the aftermath of it?
1: Yeah, but my initial thoughts were that Max um, probably should have backed off there um, and that he could have gone across the, the inside there and avoided an accident. And, and my, my first initial impression, like, the first thing that I thought was, he had just come out of that pit stop where the Red Bull team, which is the best pit stop mm-hmm. team by far, they never mess up. They're, they're, they have sub-two-second pits regularly, and they just... They totally botched it, and they blew Max's race. And mm-hmm. I thought, Max is just driving angry because he's, he's frustrated, and it's Lewis, and he thinks this is the last time I'm going to go wheel-to-wheel with him today. <laughs> um, and, and some of that probably did play in, but I think at the end of the day, Max is just uh, that type of driver where he, he, he'll he never back down. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, he probably could have avoided it, uh, but I think if you if asked me to make a decision, I'd probably chalk it up to a racing incident. It's just two guys... Competing and going after it. And um, I, I think this has been touched upon other other places, but thank God for the Halo. Cause
0: mm-hmm. You
1: can see that that really saved Lewis there. And um, it's wild to me that that was even a debate and that people were people were against the Halo at one point in time, because I think we've seen Crouch, John Lewis, and there might have been a couple others in between where it's literally saved
0: lives already. Mm-hmm. In, in just a few years it's been around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that Halo that is a good thing like <laughs> it's yeah that's for sure just the,
1: the image seeing the wheel just uh-huh. pushing on lewis's helmet was, was pretty wild to, yeah. to see um, and glad glad he's okay
0: definitely so glad for sure yeah yeah and i think with the incident i thought it could have been called a racing incident they were both going for it like um but yeah i mean like i do see max was maybe the one who like put too much into it, whereas Lewis was ahead, and, like, he did wait to to pass the white line out of the pit lane, you know, like, Lewis seemed to be following the protocol a little more than Max, but, yeah, I don't know, it's just another example of how intense this rivalry is, and, you know, you have the veteran, you know, possibly the greatest driver ever against the new young gun trying to get his first championship you know what are just kind of what do you see of this rivalry
1: yeah it's it's been great it's been a ton of fun to watch this year um you know last year Lewis kind of ran away with it and this year they're they're just going back and forth every week and mm-hmm. I love the, the sound bites behind the scenes between Toto and Christian Horner yeah. um Toto yesterday saying he thought it was a tactical foul basically mm-hmm. implying that Max took Lewis out on purpose because uh, I, I think that Lewis had a very good chance of winning that race yes if, uh, if that doesn't happen um, even though he had a slow stop there I think it was four point six seconds uh, mm-hmm. I think he would have had a really good chance to to hunt down Ricardo um, having said that Danny did defend well against max earlier in the race mm-hmm. and, um, he's an experienced driver we saw when he won um, when he saw when he won monaco with a, with a car that was having engine problems he defended the entire race now that's easier to do because it's hard to overtake Monaco but full credit to, to Ricardo that he could have held off Lewis, but I think Lewis was in a really good position when that race had the, the incident not occurred. So I'm not going to go as far as to say that Max did it on purpose, but I think yeah. that uh, Mercedes definitely had more to lose in that, in that incident than, than Red Bull did, in my opinion.
0: Mm-hmm, hmm Yeah, that was definitely, seemed to be the case. And I think it's interesting. I know people were trying to draw similarities between Silverstone. Again, it could have been a racing incident but you know lewis he did get his 10 second penalty and max obviously was the one who was out in that incident but yeah i'm glad that it was handled separately then i
1: think they're two kind of they're not apples to apples necessarily mm-hmm. uh, silverstone the interesting thing is that silverstone max's whole argument with lewis was never ahead of you. he was alongside at best and i was it was the inverse was this time where max mm-hmm. was behind him uh, which I thought was a little bit ironic, but mm-hmm. in general, I'm, I'm kind of in favor of letting him race because if, if you over-legislate it too much, then these guys are never going to take chances and never, you know, try to make moves in, in challenging positions, which ultimately at the end of the day is the most exciting part of the sport. So, um, you know, I, I thought that three price penalty was a little bit harsh, probably, especially mm-hmm. if you compare it to the 10 seconds that Lewis got at Silverstone, mm-hmm. which was meaningless at the end of the day. Um, but again, you can't. They're not totally equal incidents, in my opinion, either. So um, I, I'm just, in general, I, I think you you let them race, especially when it's when it's kind of 50-50 on whether or not it's somebody's fault or not. I, I would tend, I would like them to tend to defer towards racing incidents. But um, you know, the FIA has made the decision that they have, and um, even with a three place penalty, Max will still probably be in a pretty good position next race given the setup and the car that he's got.
0: Yeah, yeah, it will be an interesting Sochi for sure. And I just saw um, Kimi Raikkonen was cleared um, because he had COVID. He was out these couple races, but Kimi Raikkonen will be back. So it'll be an interesting race for sure.
1: I think that'll be the first race he's actually participated in since announcing his retirement. So it'll be nice to have him
0: back back in the field. -hmm. (laughs) And then Williams scored points yet again um so what is just your take on how williams is doing what alex albon will bring to this team
1: yeah really really happy for williams um just i think they've had a really great year so far and just shown a lot of improvement since the new ownership took over um sometimes i tend to tend to think that george russell is kind of dragging the team along to success Mm -hmm. um but uh but i'm so i'm hopeful that that albon will go in there and continue to build on, on what they've put together next year. I think they've scored points in three out of the last four races. Um, I don't think they scored any points last year. So it's been it's been exciting to see. And Latifi, uh, actually, as well, I think in the last few races, have really shown improvement and um, kind of building on some of the momentum of, of some of the earlier points that he got. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy happy for Williams. It's good to have them competitive. I think – the more competitive teams you have at, at the bottom and towards the midfield, the better. Um, so, um, yeah, ha- happy for them and feel like they got a, they got a good result this week too. It's it's funny, you know. You're, I'm always watching the leaderboard at the top and, and kind of watching Lewis and Max and seeing what McLaren's doing and Ferrari. But then every race, I'm always kind of eyeing kind of nine ten to see if Williams can sneak into the points. And George was kind of sitting right there um, the whole race between. Uh, I think he fell out of the points at one point, but then it managed to get back up in the ninth by the end. So um, fun to see him and Latifi just barely missed out. So they, they've had a good run here.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was exciting, you know, early this weekend that Latifi was like in the points for a little bit, and it was like wow. <laughs> like, even just the yeah. fact that they're they are competitive and that they're they're in the mix is like exciting.
1: And, it, and it's always impressive to me when you see that guys with it don't necessarily have the most competitive car to, to push it to the limit and, and get a result out of it i that's that's very impressive to me Almost as much show as some of the big teams being on the podium just because they're making the most of, of the resources and what's available to them
0: for sure for sure yeah and even though you know williams does have new ownership now like they're still carrying on that legacy and you know what everything that Claire Williams she poured her blood sweat and tears into that team and I'm sure she's proud just seeing even though she's not owner anymore just seeing her father's legacy and what she's built to even if she didn't get to see the fruits of the labor while she was there like I'm sure it's still exciting
1: yeah absolutely I'm sure she's she's thrilled for the team and it's great that they are carrying on that tradition I thought that Claire sometimes was was part of the problem to be honest um, mm-hmm. you could just see in, in post-race interviews she tended to just kind of i, I don't know the right words for it but i, I think she tolerated mediocrity to,
0: mm-hmm. some extent, to some extent where
1: when they when they didn't have a good result she said it's okay we tried or we did our best <laughs> yeah. whereas but, which I, I understand where she's coming from given the resources and the team but at the same time that's something you'd never hear from you know Toto or mm-hmm. Christian order they, mm-hmm. they don't they if if you don't, if everybody doesn't perform their best on the day, they're, they're critical and they're immediately working to fix it. And I felt like some of that urgency wasn't quite there with Williams under her. And I I think part of the reason they've had some success recently is they've, they found uh, ownership and and put a team together that um, is just more focused on building up from the bottom rather than um, just kind of treading water maybe.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I think that's why F1 is so alluring too, is that like, to even be in the mix, you have to have cut through win mentality. I don't know. that's at least why it's so interesting and exciting to me is it's just that elite level of competition that is absolutely coming.
1: Yeah, it's, pu- it's pushing everything to the limit on the track. It's pushing things to the limit with finding loopholes with the regulations and rules. Um, you saw that with the dual axis steering that Mercedes had last year. Um, really clever trick and they, they then took away for this year unfortunately mm-hmm. Which, um, but uh, it'll be interesting to see next year with the new regulations coming in mm-hmm. um, how that changes things because these teams have known about this change for, for a while now and have been kind of planning ahead I know Mercedes has d- devoted some resources towards 2022 instead of this year Haas basically said we're just this year we're flushing it down the toilet, it's a throwaway <laughs> year we're putting all of our money into next year Mm -hmm. Um, so i think i think it'll be interesting to see not only what the new regulations how they change the sport but how people try to get creative in terms of trying to skirt along the regulations or at least getting as close to breaking them without doing so as possible
0: yeah it'll be a whole new sport in some ways like just the playing field will be different and yeah it'll be exciting to watch
1: yeah i hope we see more parity i i I get you know the the system as is where if you spend more money and develop your car more um you'll do better is interesting from kind of a technological standpoint and from an engineering standpoint now but um it it was a little bit stale last year when Mm -hmm. you just had lewis we had hamper bought every single week Mm -hmm. and lewis winning every race um it's i think this year has been much more exciting Mm -hmm. with with the cars Um, being a little bit closer to each other in terms of performance and I think that hopefully the intent is that next year it'll be even better and more people will be in the mix so I'm excited to see what happens
0: yeah for sure it'll be it'll be fun awesome well did you have any other final thoughts you wanted to share
1: I don't think so I think uh, it's been a a really fun season so far Uh, looking forward to seeing how things shake out in, in both the constructors and the driver standings, anything could happen. I think if you, you made me pick now, I'd say Mercedes wins constructors, but Max wins the driver's title. But mm-hmm. um, I, but maybe that's not so hot of a take, because that's what the standings say, too. But <laughs> I think you just know. Mercedes having two drivers that are seem to be more competitive um, than, than Red Bull and Checo for whatever reason, sometimes it's sacrificing him for max but sometimes he just mm. hasn't gotten totally comfortable with the car i think yet but um the fact that they re is him is, is a good sign for mm-hmm. for his future there so he, he maybe he gets more competitive at the end of the year but i see this thing coming down to the wire i think it's going to be a really fun season um, and yeah thanks thanks for having me hope we get to do it again sometime
0: yeah for sure for sure thank you todd do you want um the people to follow you on social media where can they find you not a
1: huge social media guy. Yeah. Um, I've got Instagram. It's Franz Solo Dolo, okay. um, and then I think that that's really it. I've got a Twitter that I kind of use off, off and on for fun, but um, there's nothing serious on there. So that's probably the, the best place to find me.
0: For sure, for sure. Well, thank you so much for your time, and we'll definitely have you back. This was fun. Sounds good. Thanks, Pete. Right. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Fun with F1, powered by V Sports. Follow us on all social media platforms at Vsports, V with three eyes. Thank you. Take care.